This audio is brought to you by MuslimCentral.com. Celebrations are meant to be simple and expansive. And subhanAllah, nowadays we actually see the opposite of that, where celebrations are extravagant and exclusive. And that's the opposite of how the Prophet ﷺ celebrations were in his lifetime. So we went through what it was like to see the Messenger وسلم, in times of hardship, literally in the trenches, in battle, serving alongside the people. And we talked about what it was like to see the Prophet وسلم, and pray behind him in the month of Ramadan. Now I want to talk a bit about the feasts of the Prophet وسلم, the celebrations of the Prophet And let's start with Eid, but let's not get to Eid yet. Let's stay in Ramadan mode inshallah ta'ala. But let's start with Eid and some lessons we can glean of the Prophet in how he sets the community feel in the time of Eid. First and foremost, when the Prophet would come out on the day of Eid, he wore this red striped cloak والسلام, a beautiful suit from Yemen. And you looked at him and he was so beautiful as he came out to speak to the people. And the Prophet would say, everyone come out to the Eid Salah. He would bring them out to their Eid Musalla, all of the men, all of the women, all of the children, all of the elderly, everyone come out to their Eid Salah. And the Prophet would make it a point to greet everyone individually. And he would even give his khutbah differently on the day of Eid Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He would be closer to the people when he gave the khutbah on the day of Eid Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, walking around to his companions, reminding them of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. A lot of times we think of Eid as a day of ghafla, as a day of heedlessness, rather than a day of celebrating the worship of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And the Prophet said three times at the end of his Eid khutbah, tasaddaqu, tasaddaqu, tasaddaqu. Give, 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 give in charity, give in charity, give in charity. So Eid is actually supposed to be a day of charity in the time of the Prophet as well, reminding everyone that it's not like you go through this exercise of gratitude just to become ungrateful on this day, but include everyone. Make sure that you're giving on this day as well so that everyone has Eid. That's why you have Zakatul Fitr in Eid al Fitr, right? That everyone is able to eat and feast on that day not just those that can afford to do so. And of course, Eid al-Adha is where the sacrifice is made. So once again, everyone is able to eat in Eid al-Adha. So the Prophet reminds people of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. He reminds the people to be generous. He reminds the people to be open. And of course, he allows the people Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to celebrate that day. And sometimes it was hard to know the boundaries around the Prophet in that regard until he set them So there's this narration that the Prophet was there and there were these two girls that were singing these old songs from the Bu'ath Wars. And Abu Bakr he reprimanded those two young girls to stop singing and the Prophet said to leave them. He said that every people has a Eid, every people have a day of feasting and this is our day of celebration. So let them sing, it's okay. And of course, there was nothing objectionable in what they were saying on that day. Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, she describes the day of Eid with the Prophet in a very special way. She says that the Prophet was laying down and when Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu had gone away, I asked the Prophet if we could go and we could watch the Abyssinians that were doing some of their Eid dances or their celebrations in the masjid with their shields and with their spears. They had their special war dances and their dances of celebration, of course, with modesty, nothing haram within them. And they particularly were doing so in the masjid at the time of Eid. 
So Aisha radiallahu anha said, can we go and watch them? So she says that the Prophet sallallahu said, let's go and watch them. And he sat in front of me sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and I put my head on his shoulder. So I put my chin on his shoulder behind him sallallahu alayhi wasallam, And my cheek was touching his cheek sallallahu alayhi wasallam, And we were watching the Abyssinians doing their dances and the Prophet sallallahu said, carry on. And he allowed them to go and to go and to go. And Aisha radiallahu anha sitting behind the Prophet sallallahu leaning her chin on his shoulder with her cheek to his cheek watching. And the Prophet sallallahu says, Hasbuki, have you had enough? She said, no, keep on going. And she wanted to see if the Prophet sallallahu would be patient with her and let her continue to enjoy the celebration. So some time went on and she was starting to get tired. The Prophet sallallahu said, is this enough yet? And she said, no, the Prophet sallallahu said, okay. And then finally, she told the Prophet ﷺ, now I've had enough. So the Prophet ﷺ takes her home after witnessing the celebration of Eid. And of course, that was a form of him approving that celebration ﷺ. Now, we also know that to the Eid Salah, the Prophet ﷺ used to go one route and then he would come back another route. And there are usually individual teskiyah reasons that we talk about in terms of spiritually taking a new path at this point in your life. But one of the things that the ulama mentioned, they say that the Prophet ﷺ used to do that and some of the wisdoms of that include going those two paths so that the Prophet ﷺ could give salam to everyone, Ahl tariqain So if you lived on this path, the Prophet ﷺ could say salam to you. And if you lived on this path, the Prophet ﷺ could say salam to you. They also say that the Prophet ﷺ could encounter all of those that had needs on that day ﷺ because the day of Eid was a day of sadaqah for the Prophet ﷺ. It was another day of generosity for the Prophet ﷺ. So he goes forth and he greets everyone ﷺ. He serves the people ﷺ. He celebrates with the people ﷺ. And you could see him in all places of Medina on the day of Eid what about the weddings? The Prophet used to encourage the people to feast, but the feasts, again, are not extravagant. Sometimes it was bread and meat, sometimes it was just bread, sometimes it was just some dates, some milk, and some ghee, which is a clarified butter. Sometimes it was hais, which is a particular favorite of the Prophet where you mix uh, you know, the milk and you mix the, the clarified butter and you mix some of the date paste. And sometimes it was just barley. And the Prophet ﷺ would eat whatever was there and he would celebrate with the people ﷺ. And you even find that the Prophet ﷺ made some of the feasts potluck style. So everyone bring what you have. And guess what? That was his wedding with Safiya Just everyone bring whatever food you have and let's eat together. And they spread these black leather mats and the people sat together and they ate the food that was brought from all of the different parts of Al-Madina. And the Prophet ﷺ said, and listen very, very, very carefully. He said, the worst feast is the one to which only the rich are invited and the poor are excluded. That's the worst feast that you can have. So if you want barakah in your feasts, barakah on your occasion, don't exclude the poor. Don't exclude people and make it extravagant and small. Remember, simple and expansive is the way of the Prophet ﷺ. And he would attend all of the weddings that he could, not just a special group of people. And when someone poor was getting married, the Prophet would encourage everyone to pitch in with the expenses. And he himself would help finance the mahars of people, help finance the the dowries of people, help finance their weddings. And with Ali marrying his own daughter Fatima, we see that everyone in the household of the Prophet 
participated in that wedding. People prepared all that they could prepare. The food is prepared from different directions and the Prophet himself furnished the house of Ali So when the Prophet was there in celebrations, the Prophet did not just bring his own spirit of barakah, he was changing paradigm to where celebrations were meant to be community celebrations and no one was going to be left out of celebration in the community of the Prophet Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam